0: help it, like a I can't help it like I can't help it nah, I can't help it, i like a I can't help it, I'm like a, Celtic. like a Celtic. Alright, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPlacito, and the Celtics have their best comeback win of the season. Definitely not the best game, because we started off pretty horrible. Shot pretty horrible. But man, does it feel good to come out with a huge win against the hottest team in the NBA, the Denver Nuggets. Celtics pulled off a 105-87 win against the Nuggets that were 7-0 since acquiring Aaron Gordon. And let me run a couple stat lines past you first and just see what you think. Celtics shot. 7 of 33 from 3. 21%. Jokic had 17 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists. Michael Porter Jr. had 22 points. And the Celtics won by 18. 18. It's like one of the worst 3-point shooting performances I have ever seen from this Celtics team. We went, I want to say it was 1 of 15, I think, at one point. Uh, 2 of 17 from 3 at the end of the half. Absolutely abysmal shooting. And we come out with a massive win. Uh, So with all that being said, I want to go through today's podcast, same as usual. I want to go through player of the game. I want to go through some of the highs, some of the lows. Uh, cause there certainly were both obviously probably going to lean more heavily towards the, the impressive part, the positives. Uh, but to start, I want to give player of the game to Jason Tatum. And this is, you know, this was a tough one because honestly, it could have gone one of probably three ways. Uh, and honestly, there were, I could have went a fourth way potentially, which I'll talk about here. But I want to talk about Jason Tatum. This is a game where you kind of saw two different sides of Jason Tatum. The first side was him trying to make a lot of one-on-one shots and none of them falling. And the other side was the Jason Tatum that really is doing what we want him to do. And that's to drive the ball and draw contact. I tweeted this out earlier and this Celtics team is just a, it's a completely, completely different team when Jason Tatum is driving. And I'm not even saying like driving and facilitating because he didn't really, he didn't do a ton of it tonight. Granted he did throw out some decent passes, but the Celtics just weren't hitting any of their shots. But what Jason Tatum can is very capable of doing is getting to the free throw line. And besides the last two games, he hasn't done it much this year. But this is the Tatum. I talked about it early, early on in the year in this podcast. Jason Tatum should be averaging no less than six free throws per game. No less. And tonight, 8 of 8 from the free throw line. He's an excellent free throw shooter. These are free points. These are free points that they're just giving to him. I don't know why he doesn't do it more often. <laughs> like, he's more than capable of doing it. Uh, but this is it. I mean, honestly, he, he really struggled to shoot. He really struggled to score in the beginning. 0 for 5 in the first quarter. Uh, four points at halftime. Did, had 10 in the third, and then went off and had 14 in the fourth. And that's where the Celtics made their big run. A lot of it was him. I'll say this, Jalen Brown, who we'll talk about, had a massive third quarter. Uh, and that the two J's really just carried this team offensively late in the game. So overall, solid end-of-game performance for Jason Tatum. Uh, did struggle early like I mentioned also had a couple of really just terrible turnovers uh had I don't know drove drove into the lane a couple times and then just threw the ball away uh both of which I believe led to transition baskets uh so tough look there but overall this is a this is a game where the Celtics played pretty well as far as limiting turnovers. End of the game with nine. And that's a number that I will be very happy with if we can stay there. Under double digits is huge. Uh, But the other guy that I want to talk about here, the other part of the Reign of Jays, and that's Jalen Brown, Uh, similar to Tatum, started off really just struggling to shoot. Uh, 0 of 3 in the first quarter. Uh, So didn't really score, didn't really do much in the first. Uh, had like an unreal footwork, like to get an up and under layup and one, uh, and that was pretty much all of his points in the second quarter. Ended up with four points at halftime, on one of six shooting. Uh, but then third quarter just went off. 12, po- uh, twelve yeah, twelve points in the third quarter alone. Added another four in the fourth. Uh, but overall, he he kept us in the game. The Celtics went down early uh, in the third. We were down by quite a bit, and then we made a a pretty impressive run at the end of the third that stretched into the fourth quarter uh, and (laughs) were able to pull out the victory. Uh, This is a good game. You know, the other, we had pretty good performances uh, really from the rest of the team. Uh, The rest of the starters all played fairly well. Time Lord was pretty quiet for the for the most for the majority of the game, excuse me. Uh, but ended with ten points, eight rebounds, a thunder thunderous dunk, absolute savage move off of a Tatum steal by Jokic. Basically, Jokic was falling out, went to uh, pass the ball for an outlet pass. Tatum catches it. Steals it, passed it to Time Lord, who just absolutely flushed it. It was unbelievable. And then, like, two plays later, Jalen Brown basically does the same thing. I don't know whose dunk was better. Both of them are, like, straight, like, poster dunks. Time Lord, I thought he was ripping the backboard down on his. Like, the ball... After it went through the hoop, I'm pretty sure it ended up at half court. They needed a call basically timeout, stop the clock just to get the ball back. So just unbelievable energy in that like one minute span that we haven't seen all season long. The Celtics bench was every single person was standing, cheering just in that whole minute span. Because there was just so much going on. And this is capping off a, a massive... Massive comeback. Like I don't think I don't think most people really gather what the Celtics did in that whole run from the third quarter to fourth. But we went on a forty to eight run. We outscored the Nuggets again, hottest team in the NBA, thirty-one to eight in the fourth quarter. Thirty-one to eight. And then we also ended the third quarter on a 9-0 run. So just un- unreal numbers for the Celtics. Just like had it all going. And this is, I mean, it's, it's tough because we played probably the worst half of basketball uh, early. It just did not look good. I guess more so from shooting. It was a terrible shooting night. Uh but overall this is a it's a huge win. It's a huge, huge win. And I and we'll talk about the standings later in the podcast as well, but this is very much needed coming into the, the road stretch that we have here. But uh do want to talk a little bit about Grant. Because tonight, if I'm looking at really the Celtics as a whole, he was probably the guy on the Celtics that defended Jokic the best. And I'm in a couple different Celtics group chats. Uh, and for those people that are listening to this podcast now, yes, I'm going to say it. He gets so much shit talking. He get like, nobody respects Grant Williams. Everyone says he belongs in the G League, whatever. You know, at certain points, I'm not going to lie, some of the turnovers that he has... I'm not going to sit there and argue a ton with you, but the reason that Grant Williams is on this team is because his switchability on defense. And I've said it once. I've said it like all season long, like him defending Jokic tonight was a thing of beauty because he just would not back down. Jokic tried to back him down, tried to go to his little baby hook that he has in his bag and Grant was not giving up any room and he didn't jump. He didn't try to block. He just played solid, solid defense. And we forced Jokic into a lot of shots that were just tough. Not that he's not capable of doing so, but just making him hit tough shots. I mean, overall tonight, obviously I went through a stat line earlier, had a triple double, uh, had a triple double in like the third quarter, I believe. Didn't play much in the fourth, but he shot six of fifteen. So it's not like not an ultra efficient shooting night for him, and a lot of that goes back to the fact that the Celtics just they bodied him up. We forced him into bad shots, and a lot of that was Grant. Grant played twenty minutes, scored two points. I don't care. <laughs> he has played thirty minutes with zero points before. I don't care. He is on this team for switchability on defense, and that's something that he has done really well for the large majority of this season. Again, I'm not saying he's an unbelievable defender. I'm not saying he's an unbelievable NBA player, but he has had glimpses of like just pure athleticism and just a stocky build that just is not bullied around. So overall, he was super impressive tonight. Wasn't super involved in the offense, but again, defensively, did everything you could have asked for. And it was huge. It was huge. You know, we saw saw pretty decent performances from Kemba and Smart. Uh, At one point of the game, Marcus Smart was, actually at halftime, Marcus Smart was the only player on the entire Celtics team to hit a three-point shot. The Celtics were 2 of 17 at halftime. Marcus Smart had both of those threes. Nothing for Tatum, nothing for Kemba, nothing for Jalen. Just brutal shooting night. Uh, But Marcus Smart kept us around. He played pretty well in the first quarter. uh, And in the, I guess, really at halftime. I didn't really do a ton as far as scoring goes in the second half, but had 11 points at half on three of six shooting. Was one of the only players on the Celtics that were shooting 50% plus. So he kept us around early on. And then the third quarter, you know, we got down again by, I want to say it was like 14, and then went on our incredible run. But he was the one that really held the offense down. I want to say he led the team at halftime as far as scoring. Uh and it's you know it's needed. We needed someone to step up tonight because both of the Jays really struggled in the first half. Uh you know we saw we saw Kemba tonight again kind of struggle shooting, had a, a pretty rough shooting night, 6 of 15, uh but 0 for 7 from 3. What he was able to do was distribute he ended 14 points six rebounds uh five rebounds six assists also had a steal and a block so overall decent night not a great shooting night but pretty solid overall uh but yeah i mean that's that's pretty much it i mean thompson i guess is another guy you could toss him into the good section here uh played pretty well nine points four rebounds I think he actually, I think defensively, he fared better against Jokic than Time Lord did. I still think Grant was the the better defender of the three tonight. Uh, But, you know, Thompson had a pretty solid night. Efficient. Three, uh, I guess, four rebounds, nine points, four of six shooting, one of two from the line. So overall, had an efficient night. Didn't take a ton of shots. Pretty much just went up when he got a rebound uh, and looked good. So overall, again, this is a a Celtics win where we were down a bunch. It did not look good. We could not hit any of our shots. And we come out with an 18-point win. Guys, like even at the end of this, even at the end of the game, the Celtics shot 44.8% from the field, 21% from three. Like, those are horrible, horrible shooting numbers as a team. And we come up with an 18-point win. Held the hottest team in the NBA to 87 points. Yes, no Jamal Murray tonight, uh, who torched us last time and has torched us historically. But this is still a team that has done really, really well and has played excellent basketball. And you got to be happy with it. It moves us higher in the standings as well. So it's much needed. We'll talk about that here uh, in the second half. But want to switch over and talk about some of the negatives. Going to keep this section pretty short because there weren't weren't a ton, more so in the first half. Uh, Before we dive into that, though, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. All right, guys, time for a new favorite sponsor alert, Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one on one coaching where they build macro based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Greens Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear. And the best part is, all Venture Greens Nutrition's products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com. Use code CelticsTake15. That's CelticsTake15 for 15% off. You won't regret it. All right, so fans, we're back, talk about some of the negatives of today's game. Uh, we'll also want to go through the standings here, look at the rest of the season schedule, uh, and kind of pinpoint some of the areas of concern for us. Uh, and some of the areas of opportunity as well. We'll keep, try to keep it up as much as possible. Uh, but do want to talk about today's game. And what I want to talk about is our lack of three-point shooting. And a lot of people have said it all season long. The Celtics live and die by the three. And while part of that is true, I don't think we live and die by the three as much as most people are saying. Because if you look at the NBA as a whole, the Celtics are right around the middle, right around middle of the pack as far as three-point attempts. So the entire NBA is relying on the three. It's not just the Celtics. NBA teams now need to hit three-point shots to win. They're not going to win games. They're not going to win a championship. They're not going to win a finals if they don't have people that can shoot. And tonight was just an abysmal shooting performance from the Celtics. Yes, we came out with a win, but it was not pretty early on. And it didn't really end much prettier as far as shooting percentages go. Uh, we ended the game, let's see, what's 5 of 16 in the second half. So again, it's it's significantly better than 2 of 17, but it's not very good. So, you know, overall, this is it's going to be a huge point of contention for the Celtics. And something needs to something needs to snap in. Like they need to figure this out. And a lot of it to me, like looking, watching all the games, looking at how they operate. A big portion of it comes down to the fact that the Celtics do not drive and dish as much as they should. And I put a lot of that. On both of the Jays, because they're both very capable of doing so. Kemba, I will give him credit. He is one of the few guys that will drive and dish consistently. And you saw that tonight. I mean, he had six assists. A lot of them came from him driving and throwing it from behind the hoop, basically, to an open guy. But that's what happens. When you drive, you're forcing the defense to sink in. You're making them collapse. What that's doing is opening up space for the Celtics to spread the floor. And that just doesn't happen enough. It does not happen enough. The Celtics are more than capable of doing it. And they show excellent bursts of doing it. But it's not consistent. And that to me is one of the reasons the Celtics fell behind so far tonight. Like you saw tonight, they just were not trying to drive and dish for the large portion of the first half. There were certain instances where it happened, but that needs to be buttoned up. Like Tatum is one of the better, I'm not going to say one of the best, but one of the better one-on-one shot creators in the NBA. What we need him to do is create those shots by driving to the hoop. And it just, it helps the entire team, not just him. So that to me is something that the Celtics really didn't do well with today. But again, it's just, it's something that needs to be changed. The other thing tonight that the Celtics just didn't really do well with is assists. And it kind of goes back to my previous point. Like tonight we ended the game with 20 assists. Again, a lot of it reverts back to the fact that we're just not driving as much as we should. We're not creating space. Tonight, and this kind of goes throughout the entire season, I've said it before, like, the sweet spot for the Celtics is, t- like, 26, 27 assists. And in order to get that, we need more performances from the Jays. Like, combined, tonight they only had five. Two for Tatum, three for JB. And that, those numbers need to basically double. Or they should. So that to me is just, it's another huge thing. You look at Denver early on, they they assisted on 10 of their 11 field goals made in the first quarter. Boston, three of six. Like if you look down at Denver, they made significantly less shots, but still assisted on 23 of their 32 makes. The Celtics were twenty of thirty nine. So just from like a, a sheer percentage standpoint, it's not even close. With that being said, Jokic is one of one of the best passers in the league. And that I'm not even saying as a center. Like he is the best passing center, but he is just one of the best passers in general in the NBA. And for a guy to do it at the center position, it's just it's unheard of. Like, I I really don't think there's ever been a center in the NBA history that can pass as well as Jokic can. And I tweeted this out earlier. The fact that he was drafted at 41 means that there were 40 other players that teams thought had a higher ceiling than Jokic. That, to me, is wild. Like, wild. Uh, Because what he's doing this season... Like, you see it. The Denver Nuggets are a very, very good team with Jokic on the floor. And they are very mediocre when he's not. Like, they can hit their shots, but a lot of it comes down from them getting it into Jokic and having him go to work, bully himself down low, and then dish out. So, it's, it's crazy. But that, that was a huge issue for the Celtics in general. Yeah, we just we weren't assisting on our, on a lot of our shots, and that number twenty is a little misleading because a lot of those came in the last like three minutes. I think we probably had four assists, four or five assists in the last three minutes alone, which means the first forty-five minutes we probably had about fifteen, which is just it's horrible. It's just not good basketball. Uh, but overall, I mean, again, that's it's something that needs to change. It's something that needs to improve if this team wants to make a push. Uh, and at this point, you know, it's it's still possible. Like, it's still possible to make a push. We're still in the seventh seed right now. We're a game behind Atlanta uh, for the four seed. And we're a half game behind Charlotte and Miami for the fifth seed. So a lot of this is very doable at this point. Like we need we need as much of this as much of these wins as we can get at this point. We've got a pretty tough stretch of games coming up. Denver, I think, was probably our toughest matchup uh, this week, but we've got Portland on Tuesday. We've got the Lakers on Thursday. granted, probably not going to have. Anthony Davis or LeBron, but they just smacked the Brooklyn Nets, uh, which means they're still playing pretty good basketball. Uh, And then we've got the Warriors on Saturday, uh, who just lost James Wiseman for the remainder of the season. So that's extremely unfortunate. It was having a pretty solid rookie season. Uh, So thoughts and prayers going to him. But overall, I mean looking back at the Celtics, this is a it's a tough week. It's a tough road stretch. Like again, 10 o'clock game in Portland on Tuesday, 10 o'clock game in LA on Thursday, 8:30 game against the Warriors. So we've got two very late games and we still do not know if Evan Fournier is going to play. As of right now, I don't I do not think that he traveled with the team on this road trip. Which means he's less than likely gonna play. So we're playing, you know, three pretty decent teams. You know, Portland obviously being the better of the bunch, uh, and then you know, the Lakers, pretty beat up team for the most part, but still pretty good. You know, still capable of pulling off big victories against teams like the Nets. So not a team to sleep on. And it's the L.A.-Boston rivalry. So that's what we got. It's a, it's a tough week ahead. But this is a week where if we can make a, a pretty significant stretch of games, we can see ourselves up in that four seed by the end of this week. So that's what we're looking for. Because honestly, at this point, like we're past the hard part of the schedule. Like the following week, we've got the Bulls. We've got the Suns, which will be a good game. And then the Nets. And then past that, we're pretty much in the clear. Like, we've got Hornets, Thunder, Hornets, Spurs. So, a lot of them magic. Like, we're nearing the end of the season here. We're nearing the end of the season. This is where we can make a pretty good push uh, to try and try and get our way back up in that standings. So, that's where we're going to end it. Uh, it's pretty, it, it's a great win tonight. It's definitely not the best win of the season, as I was hearing some people say, because we did play horrible in the first half, shot horrible, but it was the best comeback that we've had. We got smacked around, and as we've talked about in the past, Brad Stevens even said it there in one of his post games: when the Celtics have faced adverse, adversity in the past, they've folded. And tonight, we faced adversity and absolutely punched them back. And this is a huge win. It's a much-needed victory. So that's what we got. If you haven't followed me on Twitter already, make sure to do so. At NBA Guy, And make sure to rate and review the podcast. Five-star, written review, greatly appreciate it. And make sure to tell tell your friends about it. Make sure to share the podcast. Uh, And more importantly, make sure to tune in on Tuesday uh, for our next podcast after the Trailblazers game. Talk to you soon, Celtics fans. I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it. I can't help it. I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic.